scripture that Randy asked Mark read this other Sunday. Uh, I woke up with that on my heart. I want to read that and it's very very familiar. For God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish 
but have everlasting life. I'm telling you, it's real this morning to me. He sent not his son. I guess I'd go over and read, but I'll tell you right now, he wasn't in vain. I believed. And I look around, I see a bunch more believers. If you're here and you don't hadn't believed, you hadn't been saved, boy, wouldn't it be a good day? That's what we met for. Yes, we're going to worship him. We're going to lift him up and praise him with everything in us. But I tell you what, the sun rose uh, for our people to be saved. And I look around, I sure appreciate more than them coming from Long Mountain. They shut down, so I sure appreciate that. Uh, let's come to the altar and let's go, Lord, in prayer. <coughs> Anyone have a request this morning before we go pray? Someone else have a request on their heart this morning? I desire your prayers. Amen. Let's remember Marty, he's going to teach Sunday school for us this morning. Sure appreciate him coming this way. Mm-hmm. I have family members in prayer. Billy, my baby, this morning she had it, but uh, I know the hearts are broken. I still remember them in prayer. I have family members, friends, church family that's lost. But I'd like everyone to remember. Amen. So let's remember all the loss this morning. Mm-hmm. I sure glad I'm saved. Yeah. Woke up early this morning, looked at some scripture, and the Lord's good. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Had a good singing last night. Yeah, it sure was good. Song sung in the spirit. That's what it takes. Yeah. Someone else this morning with a request. Thank God for filling the spirit. I was still full from last night when I got up this morning. Amen. Sure felt good. I'm thankful for what I got. Amen. You know, something I've been chewing on for about a week now. I saw this Facebook post that said, if you don't fill your entire mind, body, soul with God, you're going to fill it with the world. Yeah. And that's what I want to do is fill it with God. Yeah. Because Amen. I want more of God and less of the world. Amen. Amen. And it's your tail, too, what you do. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Uh, and, and if you don't, it tells, too. Mm-hmm. It sure does. More Jesus, what we need. Yeah. Where else could you go? Yeah. I don't have no place else to go. Yeah, that's right. No place else to go. 
Hmm. Been saved a long time. Praise his holy name. I'm ready to go home. It's a good place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amen. Someone else this morning request on your heart. If not, we all pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord. We want to thank you, Father. Father. Heavenly Father, Lord, as once again we come to you. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to come to our house once again, Lord. And thank you for the ability. Lord, that we have through and by the blood that you shed at Calvary to kneel on this altar, Lord, and call upon your name, knowing that within herself, Lord, we're just so unworthy. Well, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you tell us in your word that that because we know you that we can approach this throne of grace boldly. Lord God, I pray that you have your will in this hour and the hour to come. Lord, that we might be able to just get rid of ourselves, Lord, and just get a hold of the power and the spirit, Lord, and just lift you up above all things, Lord. Oh, dear God, be with the teachers, be with those that may be here that's lost and undone, Lord, that, Lord, they might be drawn to an altar of repentance and find peace and rest for their soul. Lord, forgive us where we fail you, where we sin, where we so often come short. Use us, lead us, guide us, and direct us, Lord, that we always will be, uh, Lord, found doing what you want us to do. Lord, I love you, and I thank you for all that you've done for me, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, for our eternal home. We've got one day with you. Oh, Lord, we ask these things in your precious holy name we pray. Amen. 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 I'm least among you this morning. I sure do appreciate the Lord and what He'll do. I, we didn't have church today, and a lot of sick, not in our family, but in our church, there's a lot of sick, and they canceled service this morning. And it's had on my heart to do something for the Lord and go do what He would have me to do, not myself. And I struggled with it a little bit this morning, but I woke up uh, with y'all in my heart and with Sydney. I could just see Sydney. I don't know why. I could see Justin and Sydney. I, I don't know just how the Lord works and. Uh, he gave me a lesson earlier in the week, and uh, uh, again, I desire your prayers. I, I'm the least among you, and I'm I'm probably uh, pretty nervous. But if I wasn't nervous, then I need to sit down. I don't need to get up here myself. I need to do what God would have me to do. I appreciate the opportunity. I uh, I love the Lord, and uh, if you don't know me, uh, you'll know. I'll let you know that. Uh, 
I'm a born again child of God and mm-hmm. I am the least among you, but I try my best every day uh, to do what He'd have me to do and be what He'd have me to be. Um, I don't always get it right, but I do try to do what God had me to do and I search His Scripture. I love His Word. Yeah. It is so precious to me. And uh, if you'll all know anything about me, you'll know that I sometimes God will give me two verses to teach a whole lesson. Sometimes that's how it works. He'll just keep showing me things and I just keep mm-hmm. it just keep pouring it out on you. I, I don't know exactly how to explain it. Uh, but God's Word is so deep and so wonderful and He is so kind and so gracious. Uh, Amen. I appreciate it. I, I thought this morning, uh, the thought would be, you can lift up God no matter where you're at. And He led me into the Second Kings, fifth chapter. He gave me this about Tuesday, and I kind of chewed on it all week. And uh, I don't know how far down through here we'll go, uh, but uh, you need to pray and. Uh, We'll try to do what our little part and get out of the way. And uh, if you got some on your heart, you can do. But uh, I'll do my little part and then get out of the way. Second Kings, fifth chapter, first verse says this: Now Naaman, <coughs> captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him. The Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor. So as we begin to begin to look right here, we're talking about naming a little bit here. See, he was a captain. He was a mighty man. Uh, valor is bravery. He's a very brave man. Uh, his master thought a lot of him. He was honorable. He done a good job of what he did. Uh, I feel like that he had confidence in himself and confidence in his ability, his strength. Uh, in his, uh, where it says he's a mighty man of valor, he was very courageous, so he went into battles very, very confident he could uh, conquer the enemy to do the things that need to be done. But if you'll read the last part of that first verse, it says this But he was a leper. So he had sores from the bottom of his feet to the top of his head. Through all his strength, through all his ability, through all his confidence in himself, through his confidence in people he had around him in his battles, and all the things he did, he had something wrong that he could not take care of. Uh, Leprosy in that day was not a good thing. Nobody wanted to be around him. most of them were outcasts out of the city, wouldn't allow to be around until the, the priest would look at them and see if they were healed or not. So he had an issue that his strength, that his ability to fight battles, the confidence in even the people that he was in, in uh, command with, that he loved him so much that he couldn't do nothing about it. They couldn't fix it. So the second verse says this, and the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of that land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. So this little lady 
was taken hostage, taken captive from her country, from her land, from where she lived at. And she was in the palace with them, and she was chose to take care of Naaman's wife. But she knew something. She knew about the Lord. She knew what God could do. She knew something that they didn't really realize. <clears throat> and she said unto her mistress, in the third verse, it says this, Would God my Lord were with the prophets that is in Samaria, for He would recover him of his leprosy. So she's telling them that there's someone in Israel that can get a hold of God. That can help Him. So a little handmaid taken out into captivity had concern for even her captors. For the ones that had taken her hostage was still concerned and she knew that God had done this through prophets and she knew that God had moved these things and done these things that if he could just get to him, then he could be healed. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus. Said the maid that is of the land of Israel. And the king of Syria, Syria said, Go to, go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel and depart. And he took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, ten changes of raiment, and he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now, when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of leprosy. He sent him out on his journey with the best he had. Yeah. With everything he had to go obtain this help by means of purchasing it. <clears throat> with the gold, the raiment, whatever the best they had. They took the best of the best that they had. Took it to see if it could purchase healing for name. And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man doth send unto me to recover, to recover a man of a leprosy? Therefore consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. So he thought that they had been sent down there to cause a problem. He thought there was nothing he could do to help him. Why you send him down here to me? I can't do nothing for him. I can't help him. Why would you even send him down to me? What What is this just trying to cause a problem? Thought maybe they were sending someone down there to cause a problem. Y'all pray for me. This is where it comes to pass when God gets involved. And it was so when Elijah, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes and set 
sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. That God's real. That God can take care of these things. Okay, king, don't worry about this. We'll pray. God will work this out. God will be in the midst. God will take care of this. So again, as you go back up in the top, you see this. This started from a little handmaid that was in captivity. All of this started by someone who was out of their comfort zone, as I am this morning, out of where she should have been, but she still had a godly concern in her heart for even those around her that were not of her, that she was in captivity. So Naaman came out with his horses and his chariots and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. So God sent simple instructions to Naaman what to do was not complicated what God sent for him to do. All he had to do was go to the river of Jordan and wash seven times. That's all he had to do. Sometimes God will give us some simple commands and we'll sit back and look at it. Amen. Sometimes He'll lay something on our heart and we'll wander and doubt and back up and just be discouraged about it. And then all while, which is a simple thing that God said for you to do. It wasn't complicated. But he had packed up 10 pounds of silver, 6,000 pieces of gold, and 10 changes of raiment. He didn't come to do something. He figured that the prophet would come out and just speak over him. He could give him something. He would get what he wanted in return. He'd go on his way. That's not what God had planned. Eleventh verse says this: But Naaman was wroth and went away. And behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. So he was looking for somebody to come out and just basically speak over him and his problem would be his problem would be taken care of. But God said another way for him to go that he would have to go do something different and it wasn't exactly what he had planned. Are not I don't know this word but Abanian and Farfar rivers in Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. So here it is, God trying to work in his life, God trying to help him and trying to give him some simple instructions on what he needs to do. And he's aggravated about it. It didn't go exactly the way he planned. 
And in our life, a lot of times, when God sends something that doesn't go exactly the way we plan it, and if you ain't careful, you will find yourself in the same position where you're aggravated about how it's going. It's not exactly what you thought it would be, not exactly what you wanted, and it sure didn't turn out the way you thought it would, because if it turns out God's way, it'll be good. 13th verse says this, And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, what is thou have not done? How much rather then when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean. It wasn't complicated. What if he told you something really hard to do? You probably would have went ahead and done that. But he gave you simple, like I said, simple instructions of what God wanted done to heal his leprosy. Again, a courageous man. A captain. High up in the ranks. Uh, definitely favored by the king because of the good job he did in the battle he did. But he had leprosy with nothing he could do to, to heal that. He's going to have to depend on God to do this, but he didn't like the way God had planned for him to do it. He did not like the way that he was told to do it. Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan. According to the saying of the man of God, his flesh came again like in the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. So when we follow what God has on our heart to do, or on what God has a plan for us to do, their outcome is going to be very good. It'll be wonderful. And here he is now. One of the biggest problems he had in his life at that point in time was not the battles. It was a sickness that he couldn't heal. It was something that he couldn't do. A lot of times things will come that way. A lot of times God will put us in a place where we can only see Him. We can only see what He can do. Where we can only give Him glory for what He has done in our life and things that He has done that nobody else could do. And I've seen that in my life and things I've prayed about and God has moved and done things that it simply blows my mind what God done and how He worked it out. But it sure did not go the way that I thought it would go. And there could have been a time too that when you get a little aggravated that things isn't going exactly the way you think it should go. But God's got a plan. And if you'll follow that plan, see, I've, you've probably heard it before, He couldn't dip six times. He had to dip seven. He had to go with what God told him to do. Again, he took 10 pounds of silver, 6,000 pieces of gold, 10 chains of He thought he could buy it. The world today thinks that they could buy it. They cannot buy it. You can't buy help from God. You've got to go with what God tells you to do, where God tells you to go, and how God wants you to do it. If you're going to get the healing that God wants you to get, you'll have to get in the place where you're willing to do whatever He tells you to do, whatever He asks you to do, however He asks you to do it, 
And this all come about by someone who was out of their comfort zone in a land where they were a stranger doing what they were told to do but still had a love of God in their heart to be concerned about the people around them to let them know. I want to let you know that my God, if you'll go to the prophets, my God will heal you of your problem. No one else can do that. You'll see the leprosy was a bad thing. Covered in boils from head to toe. So you think that helped his life at all? I think that complicated everything. Every move he made was a problem because it was all over. There was nothing he could do about it. His strength, his courage, his friends, anybody around him, nobody could help him. But if God sent someone to send a word to help you, you have to be willing to go where God tells you to go. Do what He'll tell you to ask you to do and be willing to do what He would have you to do. It says the flesh of a little child and He was clean. So you see, because He denied Himself and followed what Lord had Him to do, great things come from and I know that's not much, but that's what the Lord had on my heart. And I tell you, as I began to read there in the first part of it, and all the things that Naaman was, and all the things he'd been through, and that last part it says, but he was a leper. So a lot of times we'll find in our life that we have spiritual leprosy, if you'll have it that way, where we're so covered up with the sins of the world that we can't do nothing. But then God gives you instructions of what you to do and what you need to do and where you need to be. And if you'll follow Him, He'll make you clean. And I appreciate the opportunity to be able to do just a little bit, my little part. <clears throat> I'm sure Sydney could have done a whole lot better, but uh, I'll do my little part and. Uh, I'll be the messenger that God sent me to be and be what He'd have me to be. I do love the Lord and I do thank Him for His Word. And I am thankful that uh, He'll bring things out and let us see it. And a lot of times, uh, really, no matter where He sends me to read, to study, I'll find myself. I'll find that there's, there's something in the lesson that will apply to our lives. I will find something in there that will help me strengthen my faith in God. I will find something in there that will help me in my daily walk with the Lord. And I always tell my church that the only thing I want to do is to be what God would have me to be, do what God would have me to do, and be a blessing to my church and my Christian brothers and sisters to help lift them up. And I appreciate y'all very much. Anybody got anything this time? <clears throat> Appreciate the teaching this morning, Lord. Appreciate the scripture that you use. And uh, I get the bottom line. Uh, and, I, and I thought of uh, Gideon uh, when uh, there's no way that they could have done it for him. There's no way that man could do this. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point. And if you're on down another verse or two, he took back 
about some mules took back some dirt. And he said he wasn't going to worship no other gods, but the God of Israel. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I, I sure appreciate that's good reading. I'll read King first, the King Elijah and Elisha. That's a lot of good reading there. But there's a point made with exclamation. Nobody could do it but God. Yeah. Uh, even though when you try to pay him, he wouldn't take it. His servant got in trouble down down mm -hmm. the road. Yeah. And uh, he got the leprosy. But now, uh, and I like that. Uh, not that he got in trouble, but it's just because of the fact that it took God. Yeah. And uh, then uh, when you start reading, I thought, should that little girl, she's just a young maiden, come down. And, and I thought, uh, how much courage it took, how come, uh, uh, for her to speak up, mm -hmm. for her to go back, for him to go back. Of course, when you're sick, yeah, you'll grasp at anything. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I, I, I've been sick, and I, I will grasp at everything. Uh, sometimes the things that I know that probably wouldn't work, but now the healing in the Lord. Yeah. And she knows that she uh, she sees some stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how far back or how old she was. I don't think it said, but she sees some stuff. Mm -hmm. and she knows. Then I thought the king. Well, he's in trouble. Then when Elisha sent words. Yeah. Uh, boy, he's relieved then. And I sure appreciate that scripture. And uh, when he uh, when that the mule delivered this the dirt, the soil, and he offered at the first, the very first sacrifice to the real God, how many people believed? Mm -hmm. That's what I thought, and I thought yeah. that scripture happy because he, uh, a lot of times, uh, you take somebody uh, uh, higher in statute, not titles, but I'm talking about status, and, and he was. Uh, it was way more people. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they thought, well, Naaman's down there. I've seen him. Yeah. I'll break the sacrifice. It's a sacrifice then. And he probably didn't have a trouble. I might have to take his hurdles up. But he, no doubt, the, the bullets and the, the oxen and the, the lambs, and he took all those, I'm sure, and offered up. Uh, it doesn't say how much dirt or how much soil he took. That, and I thought he took enough yeah. to win the little altar. Yeah. Interesting dollar. I, I appreciate you standing just down the blue. And, uh, and I sure appreciate you coming. I appreciate that. Anybody else? Appreciate it, Louis. Appreciate that. I thought about how bad his sores was. He's probably taking a, a knife or something, just scraping, trying to get relief. It was, it was bad. And all his position and all his stature and all his friends, nobody could help him. But he heard that there was a God in Israel and a prophet of God that could help him. And he sought that out. Like I said, it didn't go exactly the way he thought it would go. And there was some aggravation there. But in the end, God got the glory. And he, took, and he gave the healing when he followed what God had him to do. His money didn't help him. Nothing helped him. Anybody else? It's still outweighs today. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one it thing about it. It shows that it's real. Yeah. In your daily life, 
there's so much in here that applies to your daily life. It does. It's deeper than what you think. God's just that good. It all works on us the same way. How could all that work? How could all that happen by accident? It could no possible way. No. I don't see how people cannot believe or they just don't understand. <coughs> They're held captive by this world. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Appreciate that. Anybody else? A lot of times I'm going to hear straight from God. Straight from Jesus. Yeah. It says Elias sent a messenger to tell me. You know, God placed men, someone in there to tell you a message that is from God for you to do something. Yeah. How much, if you knew it was from God right off the bat, would you not just go ahead and do it instead of having trust? He sent him to tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going through multiple steps to more trust. I don't know. That might be weird, but that, that's what I got out of it. I appreciate it. And last sent a messenger to him. Mm-hmm. You know, name didn't see a lot. Mm-hmm. Telling him that. He yeah. Had to trust him. Yeah. yeah. Had to be some trust and faith there. Yeah. He wanted to come out to speak over him, take mm-hmm. care of his problem. That's what we want God to do a lot of times, just speak over to take care of our problem. Mm-hmm. You know. I've heard it said, you know, if you ask for patience, is it, did you just zap you with patience? Did you get opportunity to be patient? You know, those things that, that, that come through those stepping stones of faith in God, those things that you look back on in your life that God brought you through, the next time it comes, you go, God, I'll take care of this. You'll have faith to know that He can take care of it because He's already moved that mountain. He's already took care of those things. Amen. Those things you go through in life. And, and again, so rich and I'll tell the church a lot of times this light off light on see that's that's one of the statistics that that troubles me this is the most purchased book in the world and at least read it anybody buys a novel or a book they're going to read the whole thing they'll buy this and sit down and collect this when it is rich you get busy and you don't have time that's the devil's trick. Because he knows if you'll get in this and you'll read and you'll study and you'll follow God and you'll look, the depths of it is beyond you could ever imagine in your life. The depths of it. What A few verses that we read there and that about Naaman, a few things, and what did that do? What God brought out to us today is to encourage you in your Christian life, to help you in your walk with God. Why would he do that? He wrote it down. He inspired men to write this down Amen. so you'd know. So you'd know that there was a man named Naaman. He had a problem. He had everything he could ever want. He was in position. But he had a sickness. He couldn't do nothing about it. And it's a little handmaid from God to help him. She shouldn't have been concerned about those people that had her in captive for nothing. She says to, she should have thought, well, don't matter to me. They've got me held hostage here and I shouldn't do nothing for these people. But she had a godly heart. And she was concerned about someone 
else that would have any Amen. problem. So that's how God works. Whether you want to believe it or not, you'll have concern for people that you really shouldn't care about. But you do, because that's where God will have you to be. So that's how God works. So see, we found in a few verses something deep and rich. And it's all through here. All through there. But we'll find ourselves so busy we can't stop and take time to read and to study. And that's a trick from the devil that we ain't got time. One thing I found in my life, and I'll tell you this, and I told the church not too long ago, and I said this. I said it's so important that you find time that you have some one-on-one time with you and God. That is so important that you can stop, lay everything aside, turn everything off, put everything away from you, sit down and talk to Him. And let Him show you some things in here and you'll be amazed at what He'll do. But we'll find ourselves in a place where we're just so busy and then when we sit down we're so tired we ain't got time for it. That's a trick. But it's so important in your spiritual life and your walk with God that you take time to stop and talk to Him and let Him listen and you talk to Him about what's going on with you. He'll sit down He'll help you. He'll strengthen you when you've not got no strength when there's no help to be found and everything around you is falling apart and if you'll stop and put your face towards Him and lay everything aside, you'll find help, you'll find peace, you'll find strength, you'll find love, you'll find mercy, you'll find that you'll begin to lift Him up. You'll also find that He's a help when no one will help. See, Raymond had no help. There was nobody around him and all the people, all the high people, there was not one mention of anybody that sent him even remotely towards God. But how the one little handmaid with an humble heart sent instructions. Then God sent even more simple instructions than what he to do. Anybody in that whole country, in that whole place, had got those same instructions. You can be healed from leprosy to go to this lady lined up at the river. The name was mine because it didn't come over and speak of him like he thought he should. So just remember that. Anybody else? I appreciate the opportunity and I appreciate y'all very much. I love y'all.